The verses of the Quran which speak about and chronicle the life of our beloved messenger, Prophet Muhammad, may God's peace and blessings be upon him and his family. And we turn our attention to the next best human being to ever walk on this earth after the beloved Prophet. These special three days that we will be commemorating from today and the next two days onward, we will be speaking about a man who epitomized, epitomized submission to Allah and gave all that he had for the preservation and the protection of Islam. This is none other than the commander of the faithful, the prince of the believers, Ali ibn Abi Talib, may God's peace and blessings be upon him and upon his father and upon his noble family. Now in his childhood, Imam Ali, peace be upon him, grew up under the protection of his father, Abu Talib, peace be upon him. He brought him up on all of the virtues and elements of honor and fed him on such noble traits as chivalry, nobility, and other greatnesses. Having played a remarkable role in Imam Ali's rearing, his mother, Fatima bint Asad, who was the pioneer of chastity and decency, she fed him on the noble qualities and the nobilities of character, of mannerisms, and of gallant instincts. Now, we don't know too much about the early days of Imam Ali, peace be upon him, However, what we do know is that in the first few years of his boyhood, according to the dominant narrative history, his tribe and the family were afflicted by a financial crisis of which Abu Talib, his father, suffered quite a bit. Abu Talib had a large family with four sons. He had Talib, Aqil, Jafar, and Ali, and he had two daughters, Jumana and Fakhita. And according to the dominant narrative, which uh, we, will, you know, um, we will follow along, but we do want to kind of divert from it because of the, some of the opinions of some historians, the dominant opinion is that Abu Talib, peace be upon him, went to the Prophet and, to, to his, and his two uncles, uh, the uncles of the Prophet, that is, both Hamza and Abbas, asking them for help. Now at this time, Imam Ali was around five years old or five or six uh, and so Abu Talib apparently had asked these individuals, one of them being his nephew, the messenger of Allah, and his two brothers to uh, help him financially. And what was agreed upon was that they would take the, upon the custody of his sons on behalf of Abu Talib. Answering them when they, when they agreed to this, Abu Talib said to them that leave Aqil with me and you can take whomever else you want of my children. And so the historian said that Abbas took Talib Hamza took Jafar to be under his care, and the Prophet decided on Ali, and he said to his two uncles that I have chosen the one whom God has chosen for me. And so from that day forward, again, the Imam Ali was around the age of five at this time. Uh, he was under the custody of the noble Prophet who covered him with obviously high affection and love and tenderness. He, after all, they were first cousins. Now, about this stage of life under the custody of the Prophet, Imam Ali, peace be upon him, has been quoted as saying that certainly you know my position of close kinship and special relationship with the Prophet of Allah. When I was only a child, he took charge of me. He used to press me to his chest and lay me beside him in his bed. 
bringing his body close to mine and making me smell his pleasant aroma. He used to chew his food and then feed me with it. He found no lie in my speaking, nor weakness in any action. I used to follow him like a young camel would follow in the footprints of its mother, in the footsteps of its mother. And every day he would show me in the form of a banner the greatnesses that would come. Now, as we know that historians have unanimously agreed that Imam Ali, peace be upon him, was the first male to believe in and to respond to the invitation of the Prophet and to this new religion with full awareness and faith, not blindly leaping into it as a young man of around 13 or so years old. And in this respect, Imam Ali, peace be upon him, has declared that he worshipped Allah before anyone else in this nation did. On another occasion, he's been quoted as saying in Najul Balagha that for a whole seven years, I used to hear the voice of the divine revelation and see the light while the messenger of Allah was silent because he was not yet allowed to warn and promulgate for the religion. This is before that open invitation to Islam. Likewise, about Imam Ali, peace be upon him, it has been unanimously agreed by all Muslims, all historians, that the idols of the pre-Islamic era had never defiled him. He never once prostrated to any of the idols, while all of the others did. Many of the other people who would become prominent companions of the Prophet had lived a life of idolatry, of breaking all of the rules of God. But Imam Ali, peace be upon him, never did. And this is one of the rationale behind why the non-Shias, when they refer to Imam Ali, they say, Qarram Allahu wajha, that may Allah ennoble his face, may Allah brighten his face. Because this was a face that never prostrated to idols, that never even thought about idol worship or breaking the laws of God. Now when we look at the belief of Bibi Khadija, of Sayyida Khadija, peace be upon her, Imam Ali salam, says, as he speaks about those early days of the revelation, because again, we don't have much about the childhood, so we kind of focus more on the uh, events after the coming of Islam. The commander of the faith will be quoted as saying that in those early days, Islam did not exist in any house except that of the Prophet of Allah. And he would go on to say that it was, Khadija, it was the Prophet, it was Khadija, and it was he, the third of these, that used to be in the presence of the Messenger of God. And he would go on to say that nobody else in Mecca was following this faith, nobody else was praying to God, to Allah, except these three individuals. And again, he used to say that he would see and watch the effulgence of divine revelation and message. And he breathed the scent of Nubuwa, although he obviously was not a prophet. Now, although historians, they agree that Imam Ali, peace be upon him, embraced Islam at the age of around seven or nine years old, give or take, really a deep look into the childhood of this young boy at that time, it would actually show us that he embraced Islam way before that. And obviously, as he lived his life in the care and the custody of the Prophet, who was a, a believer in the one God to begin with, it, it is easy to understand how his life would have been rooted in monotheism. And in fact, even living those first five or so years with his father, Abu Talib, and his mother, Fatima bint Asad, peace be upon both of them. It's not difficult to understand that this man that we consider as our first imam was a Muslim from the day of his birth because his parents were both believers in the one true God as well. Now, Imam Ali, peace be upon him, actually would take uh, pride, uh, uh, not a negative pride, but a, 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 a recommended or a positive pride in this peculiarity of his. Um, that he was the foremost in religion, 
that he was the foremost in Islam, the foremost in com coming into official acceptance. Again, as I said, he was always a Muslim. But a point comes in everybody's life where they accept the formal message. And so this was what he did when the Prophet announced his messengership. And so the Holy Prophet has been quoted as saying about Imam Ali that the foremost of all of you, of all the companions to join me at the Divine Pond, this pool of Kawthar in Jannah in Paradise, is the foremost of you all to embrace Islam. And then the Prophet mentioned that this is Ali ibn Abi Talib, peace be upon him. As I conclude on this 19th day of the blessed month of Ramadan, this is the day where the commander of the faithful was struck on the head with the poisoned sword of the cursed Ibn Muljam al-Muradi. May Allah deal with him with his justice. The same man to be born into Islam, to be the first man to come into the official fold of Islam. The only man to be given the honor of being the son-in-law of the Prophet, to give the Prophet beautiful children like Hassan and Hussein, Zainab and Umul Kulthum, peace be upon all of them. The same man who would be leveled with hundreds of accolades in the Quran, with thousands of a hadith from the Prophet of Islam, is the same man who would be brutally attacked in Masjid of Kufa on the 19th of Ramadan, only to succumb to his injuries two days later. God willing, tomorrow on the 20th of the month of Ramadan, we will continue in our review of Imam Ali, peace be upon him, and his connection and symbiosis and relationship with the Messenger of Allah, the beloved Prophet Muhammad, may Allah bless him and his family. Until then, wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.